game begin. Hi, and welcome to Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me today are my fellow dads, Zach. This is the way. Kevin. Happy post-Turkey Day. And Brett. Hey, I was going to say happy Thanksgiving, everybody, or post-Thanksgiving. We hope you all had a lovely Thanksgiving. I know I ate way too much pie. But this week in just a bit, The Mandalorian has dropped enough stuff here in the later episodes of season two that we just have to talk about it with you guys. So Yo. that will be just a bit. I'm pretty sure Zach's about to pop. I, there is so much that needs to be discussed. You should see his head right now. <laughs> but shout out to one of our fellow dads, Aaron, and his wife, Caitlin, who just had their second baby right before Thanksgiving. Awesome. Look Congratulations, guys. Appropriate for a Star Wars episode. Name is Harrison. Yeah. Harrison. Good, strong Solid. Star Wars inspired name. Solid name. Well, we well, are, was his son's name literally inspired by Star Wars. Uh, we can neither confirm nor deny that on this show, but uh, we will let the, <laughs> but, the but Aaron can tell their own can, conclusions. Aaron can tell him that. I mean, at least his name is an Aragorn Brown. Well, we're confident that Aaron's <laughs> going to be having him spout Lord of the Rings trivia in absolutely no time. He probably already knows more than I do That's about true. Lord of the Rings. Uh, He's going to read him the Silmarillion as a bed night, like good night <laughs> story. I'm pretty sure. Well, before we jump into our discussion, anything happened to you guys in dad life this week? Well, yeah, my son started singing. Oh, singing? like I was in the in the car. Well, I mean, in the his version of singing. So, uh, well, yeah. So it, actually, it was about the rain. Yes. Uh, we were driving home. It was raining and I was singing rain, rain, go away. Come again another day. Mm-hmm. And after I was done, I, I heard something in the back seat. Da, 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 da. Oh. He was literally trying to sing the song. It was That's adorable. Awesome. And how old is he yeah. now again? Uh, I believe he just turned uh, 16 months. You believe he just turned 16 months? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just doing some quick math in my head for okay. days. But I'll yeah. take it. So we, as a family, I took the six of us down to Orlando and visited Universal Studios over oh, Thanksgiving. Man, that sounds I was fun. So yeah, it was jealous awesome. of those pictures. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, we did the whole Harry Potter deal and all that fun stuff. <laughs> so I have tons of stories I could say, but I'm going to give you the most interesting one because of COVID and it just happened to be Molly. Yes. Oh, of course. It's always Molly. <laughs> so when you're at Universal Studios during COVID, there's not a lot for a three-year-old to do because the stuff that's generally designed for three-year-olds at Universal is closed. Oh, so like playgrounds not, and like playgrounds all the tactile and like, stuff. Right. Uh, there's just not stuff for them to do. So Margaret was pushing her around when I was taking the, kid, the other three on something else and all mom Molly wanted was a baby and there's not a lot of like baby stuffed things at universal mm-hmm. like Disney. Uh-huh. So the only thing we could find was a baby Shrek. So she got a baby Shrek. Okay. And once <laughs> she, we officially bought it, Molly's all about like taking care of her baby dolls right now and all this stuff. And right when we bought it, where's the mask for baby? Oh. Cause we all, cause everybody <laughs> had to wear masks all the time. <laughs> she was really concerned that her baby doll didn't have a mask. When she was walking around, oh, no, which is oh. just super interesting to me as a three year old, how she notices I'm supposed to wear a mask. All these people are wearing masks. I have this baby doll that I'm supposed to care for. I need but to put a mask on so my baby. Baby needs a mask. Ogres can catch COVID. Wow. Like, yeah, th- this <laughs> my baby Shrek. <laughs> yeah, for her, it was just, it's just a, it's just a green <laughs> baby with some red hair. But her baby needed a mask. And it was just super interesting to me that at three years old, she's like, OK, well, did you guys find one? No, no. <laughs> no. Shrek she could dro- have died. She dropped it pretty quickly, but it was just okay. the, the, the initial worry and thought that she had around. I'm the caretaker of this baby now, and I'm supposed to care for it like mommy and daddy. Mommy and daddy say I need to wear a mask, so my baby needs to wear a mask. That's remarkable. S- super hmm. interesting. Oh, that's neat. Well, I had um, a wake up the Saturday before Thanksgiving that was one for the history books in the McPherson household. Um, <laughs> so when Theodore wakes up a little too early, sometime, you know, it's like five o'clock and, you know, we're usually up around six or so. The house is moving. And when he wakes up early, we'll sometimes just put him in our bed and just the slow wake up type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it works out. Well, this morning happened and did the that exactly happened. Theodore woke up. And so 
Kristen was bringing him in. I was half asleep, kind of just watching them bring in Theodore decided that right as Kristen was putting him, putting him on the bed, that he was going to launch out of her arms. That was exactly the time is like, I'm going to be free. Free. Nice. (laughs) When that happened, he soared through the air and landed on my nose. The back of his head hit my nose. So the baby's oh. crying. Ah. The next thing I knew, I'm lying prone in the bathroom with nursing a <laughs> the most violent bloody nose I have ever had in my entire life. There's blood on the sheets. There's blood on the floor. So what good. happened wow, in this bedroom with this baby? <laughs> and so what it looked like, for, what confused me so much was that it looked like Kristen had just tossed the baby and was like, wake up, sweetie. <laughs> Good morning. You go up and get him next time. <laughs> Basically. It's your so, time. As I'm headed to the bathroom, trying to make sure things are not getting blood on them, which I didn't do a great job of. I'm sitting here wondering in the back of my mind, what the heck? Why did you do that? <laughs> Um, and it turns out Theodore just decided that he believes he could fly at that particular moment. So it's now so in the good. McPherson household, we can laugh at the absurdity that my wife gave me a bloody nose by hitting me with our child. That's so good. <laughs> Daddy! Wow. Flying babies in the, in the McPherson household. Yep. That, is, that, that is a great bloody nose wake up story. And I have plenty of different than that, though. I've never gotten hit in the face with a baby. Well, <laughs> like just that sentence yes. alone, I was hit in the face with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, you can leave that box unchecked if you'd like. That's it's almost like, wait, you hit a baby in the face. No, no, no. I was hit in the I face in with the face a baby. With a baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 wait. Yes, Punctuation's important. All right. Well, let's do this discussion. We'll get started right after this. Did you know Daggum Nerds has merch? Well, if you'd like a Daggum Nerds t-shirt, sweater, hoodie, water bottle, sticker, or even a fanny pack to really show off that dad bod, head to daggumnerds.com slash store. It's the perfect way to support the show and rock that dad swag. Again, that's daggumnerds.com slash store. You'll never know what's in store. So why in the world are we talking about the Mandalorian so soon after our last episode about it? Because season two is so freaking good. It's getting pretty good. It's like a yeah. mid-season check-in. Like, I expected it to be awesome. But, oh, there's, more some, Come but on. there's more surprises than I expected. You like it. You I do like, like it. it. I love it. I love it. It's the it, best. I, I, I said this a while ago. If it, if, it on, if it keeps on trend with what it's been doing, it will be the greatest film, live-action Star Wars content ever released, including the original trilogy. Boy, that's, wow. that's a big phrase right there. And it's it is. But, and I'm not but wrong either. Yeah, but you can make the argument a lot of what makes the Mandalorian great is that it pays homage and it builds upon existing lore. Right. So I, yes. Th- yeah. That's a chicken before the egg argument. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's not a fantastic chicken, though. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a tasty chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Golden eggs. Though. No, I, I've been so impressed with what the showrunners have continued to do with this show. It's not slowed down. They're continuing to build. It's clear that they've had a plan as well, which can't be said of mm, every many things, new show. Many things. And yeah. they, they keep pushing the technology as well. Like mm. I, I, I sit here still amazed at, oh, wow, that is a puppet, Baby Yoda. And then the next scene, it's, it's CG, but I didn't notice that. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, for a television show, and granted, I know it's Star Wars and Disney, but hey, it's still a television show. Some of the special effects that they pull off is just jaw droppingly good. Yeah, you can tell they put their money where their mouth is on this one. Well, well, shows like this and The Crown and even Stranger Things to a degree are really making this type of show the repla- the new movie. Mm-hmm. No, the I replacement mean, it really to, the replacement mm-hmm. to cinema. Um, yeah, with the with the dying movie theaters and the growth of streaming, this sort of longer even eight episode seasons like this is going to be the new in my opinion the new movie well and i think that's why they've also stuck to the format of releasing every week is Mm -hmm. i'm convinced they're editing like the finale right now like i don't think it's ready and so i think releasing Mm -hmm. it week by week gives them that edit time well no it also gives them two months of hype instead of just you know two weeks of it 
if someone's binge watching it. Oh yeah, that too. I mean, just the psychology. Yeah. Well, and also, let's just say one storyline wasn't as received as well as they thought, but in other direction was. I'm not convinced they don't have extra footage to where they could edit it this way instead of that way as well. Mm. Uh, That's a really good point, especially with social media trends being Mm -hmm. so fickle, like (laughs) everyone going cancel baby Yoda. And then the next week, he's the most amazing thing ever. So (laughs) social media can be rather fickle. (laughs) Well, before we dive into the discussion, though, just full warning, we are going to go full spoilers um, on the basically first half of season two of the Mandalorian. So if you have not seen uh, up to what is our current one at the time, which is chapter 13, the Jedi um, go back and watch that. Believe me, we'll be right back here when you, when you return. Yes. So just don't worry. And don't Spoiler. get mad at us. Cause we know there's going to be another one that comes out before this releases. Yes. So don't get mad at it, us. It just doesn't work out with our recording schedule. Right. So, um, well, let we kind of just wanted to break this down more in topics. Cause there's a lot of stuff that's in the show, obviously that we could talk about, but there's a few things that we really wanted to hit. And so for sake of clarity, We'll just roll with that. So the well, first it was really one, for the sake to make sure that Zach doesn't ramble all night. Well, well, I wasn't actually going to say that, but since you called I'm it just, out. I'm just calling out the Bantha in the room, okay? He's going to do it anyways. <laughs> this is just a little bit more to control him a little bit more. Uh, so the first thing that we're going to talk about is uh, from Chapter 11 to Eris. We got the introduction, so uh, the live action introduction of Bo-Katan of House Kreese mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the Clone Wars show mm-hmm. played by Katie Sackhoff. And did a pretty good job. (laughs) Well, first off, I was so excited to see Starbuck in the Star Wars universe Mm because I I, I know her obviously from Battlestar Galactica first. So say we all. And I I, I mean, yeah, I mean, go from so say we all to this is the way like that's just so appropriate. (laughs) But uh, I, I thought it was really neat to see that translation from cartoon to live action done so well. And granted, she wasn't the first. I mean, we have Saw Guerrera in Rogue One that a lot of people mm. forget about. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, it was kind of, uh, yeah. but it was backwards though. We saw the well. No, I take that back. We saw we saw him a in younger Clone Wars. Of him. Yeah, saw him in Clone Wars. Then we saw him live action in Rogue One. And then he came back in Rebels. But mm-hmm. is this? Animated. But is she the first character that was played the VO, and then that same actress did it live action? I mm. believe in that order. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't oh. know if there's anyone else who has, who has yet. Forrest Whitaker did it backwards. He played him live action. Right. Oh, plenty of people have done it backwards. Action. Plenty of people have done it backwards. Mm-hmm. Hundreds. But, but to my tr- knowledge, Katie Sackhoff voicing the character and then playing the character live action is the first for the series. But I was excited. Well, it helps that she looks like her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just flat up, <laughs> ready to go. Well, and I was happy it wasn't just a fun ha-ha, cameo. It she had a role to play and she <laughs> did it really well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say that again, I, I'm blanking on her name, but it's Ron Howard's daughter. She Bryce has Dallas Howard. Okay, that's right. Bryce Dallas Howard. She has an obsession with the color blue. Like <laughs> you look at you look at the other episode <laughs> she directed yeah. in season one and then this one, she loves the color blue yeah i mean nothing wrong with um, color blue and, and i i've actually seen some memes online where they 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 have that group of uh mandos fly in and they're like it's it's the blue mando group uh <laughs> like that, that's really group. good no that's it's good. not <laughs> come on i hey i can i can appreciate internet puns too they don't have to be original from me but uh no i thought i thought her debut is great and it was interesting to see that well, really the big revelation that, that Dejarin is from the black watch. Like that's mm-hmm. huge to uh, know. Death ah, watch. Death, death watch. watch. Well, yeah. well, right. Yeah. Death watch. I see what you were saying. Well, I mean, it, at first it was kind of a way of them retconning. Well, wait, all these other Mandalorians have their helmet off. What, mm-hmm. Why is it part of his creed to keep it on? And you're like, Oh, that's right. Cause he's part of death. He was raised well, by the They death didn't watch. use the word death watch. They said child of the watch. So I'm well, uh, you can extrapolate it to it, but the yeah. word death watch was never actually used. And I'm with those people that has, I, again, you guys know, I don't read for entertainment, so I haven't read any of the books, but I also don't like the animation style in any of the Star Wars cartoons. So I haven't watched any of those either. So it's a steep visual curve. (laughs) Yeah. So this was the first time I actually was introduced to this character at all. Oh, okay. And and it was the first time my wife got introduced to them being like different clans, Clans. if you will, of Mandalorians. 
So that well, was interesting to well, see. And I'll say this. And, and let me ask you a question, Kevin. Did, did you th- see that as a problem, not knowing who she was before and all of a sudden getting introduced to this character? Not even a little or bit. Or did it just seem that's, like, yeah, so not that's, even a little that, bit. That, that it's beautiful how they mm-hmm. take this show and it doesn't matter if you saw prior content or if this is brand new to you, you can still follow it. I love that. Great writing. But, but what it did do that episode specifically, it made it me want to know more about the clans with yeah. Mandalorians. Yep. And, and that is something that I wish they would have. I know it was only two episodes past that episode had gone into that a little bit deeper sooner. Cause the, that episode was only, it was pretty short. It was only like well, 36 we're only minutes. Season. We, we know that the dark saber in the quest for liberating Mandalore is going to be resolved. Yeah. It's somehow. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, but they've I crammed a coming. lot into three episodes, into yeah, those they two, have. three episodes, yeah. a ton. They absolutely have. But yeah, seeing more about the dark saber, which is kind of a relic of the ruler of Mandalore, basically is symbolic mm-hmm. of their power. Uh, to be able to go back to Mandalore to bring it back from, I think it's the purge is what they call it. Uh, what the empire did to Mandalore to make sure it didn't come back again. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's new to this show. Like that's mm-hmm. actually not something that's existed in rebels or other existing yeah. timelines. That's even, a new concept. Which yeah. And I'm even good on waiting on the dark saber piece. I would have just liked to a little bit of more of an explanation of the clans. Okay. <laughs> a little bit more of a breakdown of just the, the clans specifically. And that was a short episode. Like that was like some like 36, 37 minutes. Sure. So they could, they could have just had a little four to five minute monologue, a little campfire thing and then moved on. Well, they're trying to keep it secret. That way it's clandestine. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Wow. Sorry. Puns in this episode for me are mandatory. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god! You were saving you, that one, weren't you? You wrote that down. I had that one written. He writes down. a lot. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. Oh, All right, so man. let's talk about the other big name that dropped from the animated show, which is Ahsoka Tano. <sighs> made her live action oh, debut. Yes, played by Rosaria Dawson in Chapter Thirteen, The mm-hmm. Jedi. Ah, I I think she absolutely <laughs> nailed the role. I mean, I, wasn't it like several years ago where she was softly petitioning to play the live action? Apparently role? fans got her the role. The fans okay. fan casted huh. her and there was enough of a following behind it that someone took notice. Well, I remember seeing her in the Marvel series. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name. Daredevil, the, Luke Cage. Yeah, Daredevil uh, when she was the nurse. Yeah, and right. So when I heard that she was in in the running, I was thinking, oh, she would be really good. And uh, I mean, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated the voice actress who played her in the series. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know it's a big transition to have someone else play such a beloved character, but I think she leaned into it and nailed it. Yeah, yeah. And she's much older in this series than she was in the other ones. Yeah, timeline-wise, Ahsoka would be in her late 40s. And, and so, so here's here's okay. a question for yeah. me. I have a question. Again, haven't seen any of haven't seen anything with this character until this single episode. But I do know that she was kind of like Anakin's Padawan kind of for a while. She was. Yeah. So I, but, I, but, but, was. but if he was never a master, how could he even have a Padawan? Can someone because explain reasons. that to me? Yeah. Well, and don't they try to tackle of, that in the show? Like that's kind of a point of contention. Yeah, yeah. It really was. The character was introduced as just kind of a new way for new like fans. Like a throw-in to, sidekick to get some girls involved with yeah, Star basically, Wars, essentially. But the kicker was is that over time, that kind of got brushed over, and you just kind of accepted the fact that she stuck around, and the character mm-hmm. really grew on you. Over time, there yeah. was a lot of backlash like a fungus? towards Ahsoka at the very <laughs> beginning. Eh. No, in a positive way, because okay. initially when she came in, if you can wrap your head around this, Kevin, she was more annoying than young Anakin. Like oh, she yeah, had yeah. she had things like yeah. Sky Guy and her nickname was Snips. I mean, she was just so R2-y. R2-y. That is unforgivable. <laughs> but unlike Anakin... She develops as a character so that when you get to season seven of Clone Wars, you are so invested in not only who she's become as a person, but I mean, again, we said this was full of spoilers, like she leaves the Jedi Order. And and I mean, there's a whole arc as to why, but Mm -hmm. that's even why her lightsabers are white 
is because right. she doesn't have an affiliation with the Jedi or with the dark side. She is just kind of like the Batman force user. She's, so she's like the opposite a, version of Ray. How so? Opposite version of Ray. So she has lots of character development. <laughs> yes. Yes. She Ahsoka. isn't really affiliated with the light side or dark side, which mm-hmm. is kind of like Ray as well. Um, and you seem to care about her more. Well, and it's exciting because last you see her, she is off on this quest at the end of Rebels to go find another Jedi friend of hers. And you just kind of know that she's out exploring the galaxy. So it's exciting to see that she in, is in out exploring. part of that search. It, uh, if we can talk about that episode two, I loved all the samurai imagery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, watching Scattered all throughout yeah. this one, watching the cinematography, of that episode, I, I I'm convinced they were paying. It was like a love note to Kurosawa films with like that <laughs> yeah. opening gate. That yep. was just the stark contrast against the sky her fighting in and out of the shadows, which mm-hmm. I love that combat style. Right. Yeah. She, she felt like a Jedi yeah. Batman. Yeah. yeah. And at the Mixed same the time, samurai. and at the same time they showed her creativity too, when it came to combat, that was one thing that she did a lot in the show was mm-hmm. finding unique ways of tackling problems in combat. So like there's a moment in that episode where she ch- takes out part of a tree midway right. and force pushes it on somebody, which that is just signature Ahsoka. So the fact that we had Dave Filoni, who basically created the character, now getting to direct this character on screen, it's just everything coming together so perfectly with really the perfect casting choice for her to be played in live action. Yeah, the video in Nerd Nerd Me loved that episode because like Zach said, it was very much a modern kung fu western. Yeah. Yeah. In in, in the best elements of every single one of them. And I... I would just say for the the people who are still getting used to Ahsoka looking different because it, from facial structure to even the the way her Leku lo- look it, it is okay. different Leku is what that's her the, horns, the right? head tails the so she's okay. a uh uh Togruto Togruto I actually have never said that word out loud I've only seen it written <laughs> um but she uh that part of that species is it it's kind of like it's why that species, the only other one we've seen is Shock T, who is a Jedi yep. Master. Mm-hmm. It helps with their force yeah. sensitivity. So, I mean, imagine is like radar that's built in. Um, but uh, in the show, they like in the animated series, they're super long. And the mm-hmm. idea is like as you grow, they get longer. So the older you are, the longer your Leku will be. Whereas yeah. in this one, they're significantly shorter. But I mean, it, it's an adaptation. And... I mean, combat-wise, yeah. you can't have these flopping appendages as you're well, being in. I actually looked into why. that, too. I looked into... They actually kept... Did a bunch of screen tests with longer ones and restricted movement. Yeah. So this mm. is purely so she could actually fight. Which and, I'm on board with. I mean, and, and... Yeah, I'm fine with what, that. What makes it even cooler for me is it's practical. Because they could have made them as long as they wanted it and CG it and up. CG. Yep. I'm so happy they kept it shorter and used practical effects. So for that, yeah, I, I mean, that a good them. reason. Yeah. And, and I liked how they put some scarring on it. Like yeah. it almost looked yeah. like mm-hmm. if you see like an older elephant uh, tusk. Know, but, well, yeah, like an elephant tusk. I was going to say even like I, I imagine like a whale hide. Like I feel like yeah. e- even the texture <laughs> of it looked like all right. This is scene combat. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, she's been fighting in the she's been venturing the galaxy as a lone wolf so it makes sense she got a couple scars well i mean he went through the entirety of the clone wars as well so and and you know the the galactic civil war too which you know what what was she doing post uh you know during the events of the original trilogy i i'm just so happy to see the character coming mm-hmm. and they they did mm-hmm. such a great job of bringing her to the screen uh yeah. everything about her introduction Especially that like she has so much history from the Clone Wars and from Rebels and all the other animated properties. So, Kevin, for you to say that she was an intriguing character for you, even though you really didn't even have the context, Mm-mm. that makes me excited as well. So for me and you, you guys know my feelings about Boba Fett. Yeah. So he's just like this guy of everybody of every character that's been on Mandalorian so far. Ahsoka is the character I would love to see a spinoff made. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what this episode was a was leading up was for. leading up to, right? Because she's only signed on. Rodaria Dawson is only signed on to play her in one episode, so we're not, 
We're not scheduled to see her again in this season. Well, in this season, <laughs> this season, this season, there have been several setups that we have had so far for potential spinoff stuff mm-hmm. like episode, uh, chapter 12, the siege, um, you know, a potential spinoff for uh, a Cara Dune, uh, new Republic something well that uh, i think we'll see in in the course of this show mm-hmm. I'm uh, sure. shoot i would love to see even a spinoff of what's bo katan doing uh with and as many directors as they have i could see dave staying with mandalorian and all these other directors going off and doing a different character well yeah. as long as dave and john favreau continue to be the backbone mm-hmm. of star wars at this point have at it. Yeah, as long as Favreau serves as kind of the Kevin Feige of the, yep. the MCU, I would Said be totally down on that. Said that for months. Him and Dave. The, the combination well, between the two of them is pretty mm-hmm. remarkable. It's, it's a very important symbiotic relationship because yep. Dave Filoni, left to his own devices, mm-hmm. gives us pergils and <laughs> need whales. I say more? Space whales. Space whales, guys. Space, space, space whales. whales, guys. <laughs> I mean, right. it we let him continue running the show. We'll eventually get space orchids. The Star Wars yes. equivalent of space orchids. We did get force no. wolves. <sighs> we did get force wolves. So. Yeah, right. but at what cost? Well, before uh, <laughs> we totally get Zach worked up, let's talk about uh, Baby Yoda or the child now known by the name of Grogu. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I, uh, I thought I'm happy that's he an adorable name. name. I'm totally oh, yeah. as a name. I, I think if you want to have people continue to call him baby Yoda, then that's the perfect name to give him. Cause I don't think that's going to stick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him the most out there. Like, Grogu. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, it is interesting that it breaks now because canonically within Disney, the only species names that we have are Yoda and Yaddle. So I was half expecting mm. it to be a Y and it was going to be part of the species. So Spades Spades is now broken, as it were, and we, we now know, okay, so why is not a necessary naming scheme for the species? And but I, it's interesting that the name is still relatively I mean, it almost sounds like it's part of the same language of that world, of, of the species. Because like Yoda, Grogu, it's it's two syllables. It's not something like Klingon versus you know, I know I made a Star Trek reference. But <laughs> but it basically sounds Thank the you same for apologizing. the characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's true. That that means that all of the canonical names have two syllables because Grogu, Yoda, Yaddle. Okay. Yeah. What I, I wasn't expecting that. with him was that we got a, a little bit of a backstory on him, which I yeah. really was not anticipating seeing really at this point in time in the yeah. show. Again, so much we've got crammed into these episodes. I know. Which is so exciting because, I mean, to think that Grogu was trained in the Jedi Temple so mm-hmm. his storyline goes not just beyond the Galactic Civil War, beyond Rebels, beyond Clone Wars. We're talking pre-Phantom Menace. Grogu is an entity. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, so someone, I mean, through, through this communication that Ahsoka has, someone took him intentionally and put him into hiding. Who was that? Right. I would love to see him show up in the Obi-Wan series with Ewan McGregor. Mm. Well... I'm wondering as well. I mean, I, she talks about how, and then his memory after that is dark. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, Oh, this is so sad. Baby Yoda has PTSD. Like, he, <laughs> but I, I was thinking, all right, so what would be so traumatic that you would just forget everything? What if Grogu witnessed Anakin killing all of the younglings? Mm-hmm. And that's why his memory is blank. He's just gone. Someone edited him into that scene. Yeah. Uh, it's a little thing. Like hiding yeah, behind no. a chair. Something like that. No, like, like actually training as one of the younglings. Like he's standing there with all the other ones just standing there and he like runs off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then the door opens and it's Anakin. Mm-hmm. All right. What if the person who took him from the Jedi temple, this is what I, this is what I wanted to th- drop this. What if okay. it's Mace Windu? He survives his fall, the smoldering (laughs) ruins of the Jedi Temple. He claws his way in, finds baby Grogu, and goes, I'm going to protect this mother, and we're going to get him out of here. (laughs) And so when when Mando takes him to this Jedi Temple and puts him on that seeing stone, the Jedi who calls is Mace Windu. 
Which, I mean, that is worth talking about because inevitably we're going to put baby Grogu on that little pedestal. And chances are, story-wise, somebody's going to come answer. Someone going to show up. Mm. Someone going to show yeah. up. So the question is, who do we think is going to show up? Yeah. Well, obviously, Zach thinks oh, it's Mace man. Windu. I don't. I don't know and enough about who's Mace Windu still alive. comes up to the pedestal, Boba Fett comes out of the background tracking them to get his armor back and then sees Mace Windu and then finally has the duel we've been mm. waiting for between Mace Windu and Boba Fett to avenge his father. But then also we're assuming that's a wow. Jedi that takes him. That's Paul. Yeah, it could just be another force user. Oh, or it could just be someone that's there. Like that's been there. Well, it sounds like it It has to specifically be a Jedi because part of the reason that Ahsoka was like, I can't train him. Like he needs a Jedi. So I, I think it needs to be someone... Uh, it could be a brand new character, but with all these familiar names that they're pulling out, I, I think we could expect to see someone we've already. Yeah, I'm just thinking there, there's the, like as a giant gap in his training, like a non-force user took him to hide him. So they've had no however long that's been. Which was how many years from the slaughtering until this one, probably uh, 25, 25 yeah, years. Ooh, yeah, he could have had like no force training. And that's one of the reasons why, because he has been so far removed from it, because you would assume that if it was taken by a force user, he would continue his training. I think we have to considering the name that got dropped at the very end of this episode, I think a realistic possibility that they could surprise us with is pulling Ezra um, coming back from Star Hmm. Wars Rebels. I mean, he's a Jedi who's out there basically has an ambiguous ending at this point. Um, I don't know I, who that is. Yeah, I know. I know you don't. But I mean, if they're able to bring people from the Clone Wars from Rebels back into Which I'm this, good with. Which I'm they good could with. do a live action introduction. And then who is Ezra? A, who is this person? The main character from Star Wars Rebels. OK. Yep. yep. So again, yeah. uh, he's conveniently another force user who survived Order 66 or just wasn't detected. Um, and then he's trained up throughout the course of the rebel series. Well, it's and, because he's out in the unknown. Basically once order 66 went, uh, once the, the empire fell. Well, yeah, I mean, Lothal is not necessarily the shining center of the universe, but it, even still, <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, another person survived the purge. Yeah, how convenient. <laughs> how, how many more of these people are there? However many stories Disney wants to make. That's how many, Andrew. All right. So let's get to the meat of this. I know Zach is chomping at the bit to talk about this. When Ahsoka Tano drops the line, where is Thrawn? Where is your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? I was just broadsided with this swell of (laughs) fanboy fervor. I was like, they're bringing Thrawn. Now I'm pretty mm. sure it's going to be a spinoff series. I don't know if we'll see Thrawn in the Mandalorian. Yeah. And that that was my question too uh, about that one. Now, for those who don't know who Thrawn is, would Uh you care to explain Zach? So Thrawn quickly. uh, (laughs) uh, He's a blue strategist. That is probably the shortest way I could that say is a you're welcome drastic understatement he is but, the s- strategist and tactician the best one the Napoleon of this world I mean his empire hardly ever loses anything yeah I mean, he's literally building back the empire from the the shambles that it was after episode six I mean he's Ender's game meets Star Wars he's he's yep. Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock in the Star Wars universe And what's exciting is that he was the most beloved extended universe, like old extended universe. This Mm -hmm. is pre-Disney. And then when they just did their Thanos snap and wiped everything away, uh, everyone thought, oh, man, Thrawn is gone. But then they brought Timothy Zahn, who is the original author, back. And we saw him again in Rebels in animated form. Mm-hmm. And had a rather unceremonious uncere- defeat at the hand of Ezra Bridger with the space whales. <laughs> but you're and not bitter. No, I'm not bitter at all. This is why Jean Favreau is good for Dave Filoni. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm just excited that that is not how he met his demise. He will have a second chance to come back. And, and if I mean, I'm not mistaken, that original book series that Thrawn is in 
is the only fantastic book, series. Is, again, haven't read it. Is the only <laughs> book series that George Lucas said he would want to make into a film. I yep. believe a series it. of films. Yep. Oh, it's so good. And what it's is so what is the name I, of the book I, series again? The, uh the dark. Uh, Not that I'm going to read it. I'm just going to remind. I mean, if you look up Thrawn if you look, trilogy, if you look up Thrawn trilogy, you'll find <laughs> okay. it. I mean, it begins yeah, I mean, with Heir to the Empire. Thrawn. That, yeah. That, okay. If you're not convinced after that, but I know you don't read for fun, but if you're going to pick up, if you're going to pick up just a good Star Wars book, that's my number one. And they really did a good job of bringing that character true to life, basically, in mm-hmm. Star Wars Rebels, which makes it even more exciting that he could possibly come back in live mm-hmm. action form, which then begs the question, who do we think if we do see him live action? Who do we think should play him? I have three people in mind. All right. Okay. Bring it on. So one, oh, one, is, one is the obvious one, which is Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, please. <sighs> See, and I think. But that, he's an obvious like, one, but I don't want him to play it. One. Like you so don't can't want him to play give it. too much power to one man. He right. can't play. <laughs> he can't play Khan and Thrawn. Yeah, they I, even I have two more. Rhyme. Like, yeah. no, it can't I be I have him. two more. I have two more. They shouldn't okay. have picked him for Khan anyway. He was great for Khan, but anyways, we're not going to talk about that later. Um, <laughs> if he's older, like it depends on how. I think Jeremy Irons would be great in that role. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Oh, really? That. Yeah. Now the the kicker is, I, that I think Thrawn he's too is pretty soft spoken. Yeah. Well, well he's going to be blue Jeremy anyway, Irons, so you, he's going to be makeup. Great actor. I think Jeremy Irons would be great. <sighs> I mean, but, but but Thrawn is very young. Neither one of them, I, mean, I think, is well, the right choice. Young. No, I mean, he's, no, I think I mean prime. he'd probably be he'd probably be in his fifties or sixties by the time. Right, and again, he's going to be painted blue, so he's going to have prosthetics on anyway, so he can be really as old as you want. You're yeah. looking for mannerisms and voice at that point. Chiss um, also have a completely different lifespan than humans. So, thank you for that, Zach. You're welcome. Yeah, they do. They do. So, my That's third true. choice is something they've done before, and this is, the, I think, the right choice. Um, Lars Mikkelsen. Who did his voiceover? Yeah, I mean, he did his voice, and he—he's a thin guy too. Like he fits the build of him as well, Um, and he's already knows what the character's about from Dave and all those other things. So I think he would be the uh, the the fanboy obvious choice. And if you want to see him play something live action that I know I'm familiar with, um, he plays one of the antagonists in the Sherlock. Series, mm-hmm. I believe he's the last one in season three. I think that's correct. Yeah, um, his name begins with an M. Uh, Ma- yeah. Magnus, huh. Magnuson, yeah, something like, something yeah. like that. Magnuson, like that, yeah. but yep. he's been in plenty. Like, if you look on his IMDb Apple page, Pole. he's been in seven, 75 different oh, acting yeah. credits. Like, he's I think he could do it, and he already knows the role because he's been he, how, how many seasons was he in Rebels as well? Thrawn? Had, had he not had been in um. Rogue One as Galen Urso, I would have loved to have seen. Mads. No, that that's his brother. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's yep. his brother. I do. Lars related. Yep. It's mm-hmm. Lars and then and the Mads. other guy. Yeah, Mads. I hundred yep. percent agree with that. And as as I think about fan casting other people, um, if we were to open up the universe of the original trilogy, as they are obviously still alive now, I specifically ruled out people that were already in. Have already a been series. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zach or Brett, how about you? Oh, man, uh, I think, well, I still would not mind Benedict Cumberbatch playing Thrawn. He would own uh-huh. that role. He would. And uh, I, I think also uh, Jason, uh, Jason Isaacs, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he would do a great job. He's got the facial features for it. What else has I Jason been in? acting chops well, for he actually, Malfoy, right? Uh, yeah, he Lucius Malfoy. He okay, was Malfoy. the right. cavalry general and the Patriot is what a Does lot of he? people know him from. Gotcha. gotcha. But Jason Isaacs has also voiced a character for Star Wars Rebels. He played season one's villain of the Inquisitor. See, I'm not as attached to that because it's V because it's VO. If it was live action, I'd, I'd feel yeah. different because it's yeah, VO. I, face. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm on board for it. Jason Isaacs as a villain, period. He's great. I, I, he's got to be tired of it because that's like all he plays at this point. Yeah, but if it <laughs> makes him money. <laughs> this is true. It, yeah. He works. That's a great problem disapp- to have. Yeah, he can be disappointed all the way to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, those are my picks. Those would be my top two. Probably. Zach, how about you? Um, so I... I think it would be really great to have Lars continue his role. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think he did an excellent job in the VO work in rebels. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. No <laughs> the, the only thing is I'm like, can you, can you like reduce the size of his forehead? Cause they like, they, <laughs> I know it's an awful thing to say. They even took the character model of Thrawn and made the forehead a bit more prominent in rebels. Like they used Lars as a little wow. bit of the character model. Mm-hmm. And huh. I mean, it, granted, it's just one of those, like when you read a book, you imagine a character, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you see it, you're like, okay, that's close. Not quite as I imagined. I just didn't imagine that of an elongated face, but it is very chiss. So it, yeah. it does yeah. fit the species. And it's been um, so much fan art around Thrawn anyways. Like who's to say oh, what yeah. it really looks like anyway. Yeah. Um, the only other one that I thought would be good. And well, well, the, there's two contenders for me. One is um, Michael Fassbender, I think. Oh, what was I he think, in? So huh. what, what was he in again? Oh, he's Magneto in X Men First Class. Yeah, gotcha. and, <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, think all those movies. I think if they could just obviously they would have to make him a tad bit older. That though, again with with the Chiss, <laughs> age is a little bit more up in the air. Oh man, he'd kill um, that. I think. I think, and I what I also like about him is one of the reasons I don't want Benedict Cumberbatch is yes, he would own the role, but it's just going to be Benedict Cumberbatch in star Wars. And it's the not problem going to be, is no, because the thing is like, I can't, <laughs> I can't watch Dr. Strange because all I see is him. Ah, mm-hmm. like I, I don't connect with the character because I'm just, I'm so distracted by the celebrity and I don't want star Wars to become what, Marvel has become. It was like, oh, we'll just pull every actor who has any sort of stardom in. You and shut we'll your dirty mouth. But it's fun in Marvel. <laughs> I feel like it would be distracting in Star Wars because sure. one of the hallmarks of Star Wars is you take B grade and or yeah, brand new talent who did nothing before then and ruin their future careers. I, I mean, give them a chance. <laughs> give them to a be chance the Joker. to really star. Well, um, and really the the A list people they put in alien costumes, like so you don't even know they're there. <laughs> that's true. Um, well, and, and let's say this about someone who's going to be playing Thrawn, this would be a good kind of litmus test. If this actor can look Emperor Palpatine in the face and play mental chess with the mm. emperor and own it, because in the book, yeah. that's what he does yep. when he has a conversation. If you can do that and pull that off to like, which one is the most manipulative in the room, that should be your actor. Mm. Right. That, that's the screen test right there. Um, and you, but you had a second pick. Yeah. So Michael Fassbender, uh, I would love to see, and you'll have to forgive me because I'm blanking on his name. Who plays Loki? Oh, Tom, oh, Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. So again, Man, that's a there would need to be idea. a little bit of aging. Um, but I, I think oh, yeah. it's that's now, easy to do. Granted, I'm, I'm really just imagining his portrayal of Loki with red eyes, but um, I, <laughs> no. I think he could do a good job, like a frost. Yeah, giant. but I mean, you, we we think of Loki with this like mischievous smile, essentially, and Thrawn is not an emotional person in the least. Aloof. Mm. Yeah. Um. So to see Tom Hiddleston play that, I think he totally could. What but about the I, guy that played Spock in the new series? I forget who he was. Oh, Ethan Peck. Ethan Peck. Mm, and uh, Star Trek yeah. Discovery and mm-hmm. uh, I, Strange New Worlds. Oh, I could see that. I just don't feel like. He's got more of a friendly face. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be the strongest contender. Like the the Chiss face is incredibly chiseled. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you'd have to have that feature. I know you could do prosthetics, which but it, why would you have actors? Because they're going to do it anyway. Because they're going to do it anyways because of the blue. Well, like they're going to make it look how they want to. Well, honestly, any of the blue. names that we have put out, if any of those were casted for Thrawn, I'm good to go. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm personally yeah. okay with any of those hmm. guys. Well, at the end of the day, as long as it is artistically done. Yes. yes. I as long as they do the character justice, I'm good to go. I, mean, mm-hmm. I could also see them pulling in some of the original Trilly cast or prequel cast into this. I could even see them doing like a, a baby Ray at some point. No, <laughs> baby oh, Ray. no, 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 no. <laughs> like no. Yeah. For the love of ba- everything like, that's good. No. If we see baby Ray, then we'll have to see how Palpatine had a son, which means we have to see. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, we just don't need to go there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Don't do that at all. <laughs> Well, I don't think there's enough Clorox in the world <laughs> that would allow my brain to be sanitized after that. So, well, uh, on that note for ending our discussion, uh, next up, we are going to be tackling our fan question of the week. So hang tight just a sec. 
This next segment is brought to you by Maleshko. Making videos should be fast and fun. Find out how at Maleshko.com. That's M-I-L-E-S-H-K-O.com. Or you can go to dadgumnerds.com slash sponsors and it'll take you straight there. Thanks, guys. So our fan question of the week this week comes from the great trip. The great trip? Yes, Don't the do great that. trip. It, no, it's going to go straight to his head now. and he's yes. so top heavy already. We'll just add it to his title. Uh, but trip. it is submitted to us by trip. He had a great question for us. It is what is the greatest video game console <laughs> to date and why? Typically, Man, I date humans, that... not video game consoles. <laughs> <laughs> but trip i know you had a really lonely a very lonely childhood yeah. and you know the movie her might provide you some you know catharsis check it out but uh you know to each his own wow. yeah. <laughs> good thought zach well done or what do you think the greatest video game console has been so far and why oh gotcha oh, oh that's yeah. what you meant okay you should have been more clear, Trip. Mm. Yeah, so I have three. I don't know. Like, I haven't been able to narrow it down yet. Does anybody else have like the smoking gun? This is the one. I think like, I do. Is there any contender above Nintendo 64? Oh, yes. Like, so you, that, you say Nintendo 64. Oh, hands down. That is the console that every other console still wishes it could be. Because, I, <laughs> I mean, that was the console of the 90s. You went and played Super Smash Brothers. It ruined friendships, but then restored them because you played Mario Golf for hours. It had Pokemon Stadium. It had GoldenEye. Like, it, it had so many classic games that I feel, even if you didn't own an N64, you played it with a friend. It had the derpiest controller ever. Oh, horrible, horrible. <laughs> it has three hands. But how many people <laughs> still to this day have their own personal method for how you held it to mash the A button as quick as you could in Mario Party? Uh-huh. No, there's friends I still won't talk to because I played uh, Mario Party with them. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. We, we had our own epic showdown yeah. on Mario Party 2. But we I did. mean, like even just the classicness of having to blow the cartridge which only you could do it for your console, which that's right. Did nothing. So is that the first, so is that the first console you owned Zach? Is that like your, is that your entry level console? No, my entry level console was the Sega Genesis, which I also loved, but a lot of the games on the Sega Genesis were single player games like Sonic. And if they were (laughs) co-op, it was kind of like, okay, little brother can hold the controller and be tails (laughs) or ultra beast or something. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But N64 was, don't knock knock tails. Tails can fly, man. I always wanted to be tails. You wanted to be the second character. (laughs) (laughs) I was lame. (laughs) I was lame. Yeah. You know how the game's called tails, the hedgehog. No, but um, the the Nintendo 64 was actually my first console to own. I had played other ones prior to that, but that was the first one that I did own. Um, However, when I think about the greatest video game console to date, (gasps) one, that's a really subjective term. Um, I think that's going to be a little bit different from anyone, especially if you have, memories with it however i think as of right now the one that comes to mind is honestly the nintendo switch wow really i what it has done the games that have come out for it so far um breath of the wild honestly legend of zelda breath of the wild is quite possibly one of the greatest video games that's ever been created um, that's other first party entries with Mario party, or excuse me, um, uh, super Mario odyssey, um, and a, a ton of others are just phenomenal games. But if it was just the games themselves, it would just be a solid console. But the mm-hmm. fact that you get console power on the go, that you can pick this thing up and take it, you know, it, whether it's on the couch, on the bus, uh, wherever, um, uh, having that ability to play wherever you want to, and then just pop it right back in the dock when you're done. That's really special. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and nothing else has really done it to that degree before to that level of perfection. So the mix of really great games and the portability hybrid aspect of it, I, I, I honestly think it's one of the greatest video game consoles that's ever been created. Engineering wise, I'd hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's phenom what about you brett 
I'm going to go a little bit out into left field because oh, no. I know it's not Wait, Brett has a left field perspective on something? Really? Yeah, yeah. I do. All right. Tell me about so, your Disney Lucy princesses. Lucy Pevisi is a Disney princess <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> so there are a ton of gamers out there who would argue that the PC is the best gaming console in existence. Wait, oh, is that your that's answer? A, Wait, no. Is that your answer? Yeah, get off! Oh, get off this we podcast! Just, what that a combat! No, no, we just mute him for a while. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember my favorite games were on the PC. They they weren't on the the Super Nintendo or they weren't on the PlayStation. You you like um, the PC? You like uh, real time strategy games specifically? Mm-hmm. I remember. Well, that too. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a strategy kind of guy, so I, I I would put those either real time strategy or turn based strategy games on, and and Nintendo and PlayStation and those kind of consoles didn't really have a lot of that. So that's really what I enjoyed. Now, is yeah, it the greatest I, of all time? That's true. To be fair, no, to, I mean, that's subjective, but yeah, to be fair, those two particular but, genres of games are best played on a PC with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. The unfortunate thing, though, is that Trip's question said game console. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you don't have that. Well, I mean, there are some PCs you. that are meant just for gaming. So. It's not uh, anyway. Uh, we're going to move on from that before yeah. we get more fan mail coming in about that. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Kevin. So, yeah. So since I'm old, I will give you history. Um, I don't agree with any of you. <laughs> yet, <but. laughs> since you're yeah. old, I will give you history. <laughs> so my first gaming console was the Atari 4600. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so by the time when Atari started ending, you are old. Yeah, I am old. I'm, well, I'm not that old, but I'm older, older than you guys, right? By like 10 years. Um, so when the Atari started to die, that's when this thing called Nintendo came up, right? Mm-hmm. Who and, and to that point, there was no system that had competition. Mm-hmm. Atari kind of died on its own once, like almost instantly once Nintendo came. Mm. Looking at you, E.T., which I own that. I own that game. I own that game. Oh, you do? Uh, I, really? I, I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to Arizona and dig it up from it. the desert? No, I had like I had it growing. I had that game growing up, and remember getting mad because you can't do anything with it. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't do anything with it. But I remember trying, and then I get mad and Just play fall in a hole, and then I get mad and play fit pitfall and fall in the hole. Um, <laughs> we all live in the pit. So the, the three games, the three consoles I was debating with and hearing you guys talk decided what mine was. So okay. I had Nintendo and Super Nintendo I was debating uh, with. But I think the number one is the original PlayStation. It's a solid pick. Uh, yeah. For the, it, for the pure reason that it introduced competition into the market. Yes, which, it did. Which drove everybody oh. else's innovation. If we didn't have that, which is actually a mistake, like it wasn't supposed to happen. They were huh. Sony was trying to partner with Nintendo to make a disc based console. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nintendo ultimately turned them down and boom, Sony enters the gaming market. So if it wasn't for that decision, if it wasn't for PlayStation one, I don't know if we would have the Xboxes of the world. I don't know if we'd have the, even a switch or, or these yeah. other innovations. Um, so for me, it's the PlayStation one because of what it introduced to the gaming industry. Well, I mean, to be hmm. fair, I forgot my point. <laughs> <laughs> Compelling speeches, ladies and ladies. Wow. <laughs> How do you totally, come back from that? I Ooh, totally forgot I was, what I was about to say. <laughs> it was good too. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. I mean, let's just ponder that for I, a few minutes. Yeah. Sorry, let's let Andrew buffer. no but seriously playstation that's that's a great one the other two those were also in contention i mean the nintendo entertainment system and and even like the playstation or the playstation one was less my argument is less about the actual console itself even though it introduced a lot of great gaming and lots of new concepts yeah it was more around the competition yeah. Because if Nintendo kept, kept raining, like if Nintendo said yes to Sony with that disc concept, we don't know if there would be enough market share for Xbox to enter it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting perspective. But yeah, because I mean, at the time you had a little bit of Sega, Nintendo was killing it. And then, yeah, Sony comes on the scene and then yeah, it actually and then, became console wars. Huh. Yeah. With the exception of the PC, those are all good. Well, well considering PC is not trail. a console. It can be. If you turn it into like just a gaming 
Okay. System. Moving on. Hey, Move what on. does PC stand for? Personal what? Personal yeah, what? It's computer. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. It's not yeah. console. Before we go too far down that rabbit hole, if you want <laughs> to welcome. submit a question for us to go down that rabbit hole on or tell us how wrong Brett actually is, go to dadgumnerds.com slash contact dadgumnerds.com slash contact. Send us your questions and we will happily talk about them on the show. Which you right, can do on a PC, this. but you could not do it on an N64. Funnily <laughs> enough. Make a All right, call. let's wrap this thing up. We'll be back with our closing thoughts and pun count right after this. Got a question for the dads? Got a joke that makes your kids groan? You want a specific topic on the podcast? Then head to dadgumnerds.com contact and send us your thoughts. We read every submission and you might just hear it on the podcast. Again, that's dadgumnerds.com contact and we'll catch you later, dadgum nerds. Any closing thoughts before we go? I just can't wait to see what we get in the latter half of Mandalorian. I mean, think of all that's happened and it's just halfway through the season. I, I mean, I think Moff Gideon has hardly shown himself and there's going to be a showdown at some point. Yeah. A reckoning. And I kind of hope season two ends on a cliffhanger. Like I kind of hope it's this moment of, we don't know if Mando or Grogu are going to make it. Like I, I want to have that kind of emotional investment in the end of season two. Well, as of right now, Moff Gideon's really underdeveloped as he currently stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that can change very quickly. Um, and I hope it does because the the actor who plays him is phenomenal and I really don't want to waste him. Oh, but no, I, I mean, hope, he, I hope he plays Dr. Doom. Ooh, ooh, ooh. that's good. Cool. Well, but I mean, as a as a character, he is a man with a plan. Yes. And the fact is, is we have no clue what that is. We had that little sneak peek of the troopers. troopers. And that's that's so interesting that that is a direct nod to the Dark Forces game. Right. That was uh, which was it was which was our first time of seeing Kyle (laughs) Katarn, who is a beloved EU character. Yep. So I'm very curious to see if (sighs) If they find a way to bring Kyle Katarn back. If Kyle Katarn. Meets right. baby Grogu. If you can make it down <laughs> to Universal, and if you're even on the border Harry Potter fan, go to Universal and experience the Diagon Alley and the Hogwarts. Hogsmeade. 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 Yep. It is, the attention to detail is phenomenal. And everything that, like, if you have the finance and if you have the time, they're actually super safe. They actually have some great COVID stuff going on there in terms of safety for everyone it's really worth the money and the time. It was an awesome experience. I want to go back without the kids so I can actually like take my time. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Go see all the little secrets. I just want to go uh, back for the butter beer. Oh my God. The butter beer is amazing. Yeah. And so, so if you don't know what butter beer is, it's this drink in Harry Potter and they serve it at universal. And it's basically a butterscotch slash shortbread cream soda. With like a vanilla, with a vanilla cream on top, it's delicious. And you can get it three different ways: cold, hot, or frozen. And it only costs you nine dollars a pop. Oh, is that all? So fun (laughs) fact: if you know the layout of the park, my brother went Mm -hmm. to go ride Spider Man. The time it took him to go in line and ride Spider Man, I ran back to Harry Potter Land, ordered a butter beer, and ran back. That's how badly I wanted a butterbeer. Opposite ends of the park. Yep. It is. Wow. It is the complete antipodes (laughs) of the park. And I ran because it's so good. Antipodes? so good. Yeah. Antipodes. Hmm, Okay. Antipodes. I'm a dad. I don't have time to figure out all these big words. (laughs) Butterbeer? You know, antipodes. I see you said it, but you didn't say butterbeer. Wow, yeah, I love butterbeer. All right. Delicious. Well, guys, thank you all so much for listening. If you've not taken part of the survey we have going on right now, like, what are you waiting for? Uh, We'll be starting season two of Dadgum Nerds after this Christmas, and your answers to our super short survey will give us some insight on some new content that we have up our sleeve, so stay tuned for that. Just go to dadgumnerds.com slash survey. Again, that's dadgumnerds.com slash survey. And if you complete it before December 31st, 2020, you can enter your name into our drawing for a $25 Amazon gift card. Two five. 
Uh, thank you to everyone who has filled it out so far. You guys have been amazing. And if you'd like to be a part of that crew, just head to dadgumnerds.com slash survey. Zach, what is our pun count? Five. Three. Five. Are you including the one that was found on the internet that wasn't your pun? No, I did, I did not take credit for someone else's pun. It was said. Okay. It counts. Okay. So I guess so you would have six then. Well, but I mean, I didn't count that one. So well, if you did, actually, it would be no. Because you said so it. Do we say pun count is any pun that is uttered in the course of an episode? Yes, that's Ooh. what Kevin counts. It okay. As. Okay. Sounds like well, something we'd we talk about offline. <laughs> no, we don't need to talk more about puns. <laughs> no, not at all. This is the because way. that's all that we've got for you today. Thank you so oh, much for listening. Time. Look at the time. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you later, Dadgum Nerds. Have a great one. Take care. Bye. Be sure to check out Dadgum Nerds on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to know what the dads are up to, get the latest updates on the show, or constantly laugh with us along the way, then you can find us on social media at Dadgum Nerds. That's at Dadgum Nerds, spelled D-A-D-G-U-M-N-E-R-D-S. Catch you later, Dadgum Nerds.